It's Kayla and Emily with Project Loud. Today, we thought to explore destiny. What is it? How do people perceive it? And how far can it go? So to get us started, what exactly is destiny? So Google says that it's the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future. And for me, the word necessarily rings alarm bells because does that mean we don't have control over our destiny? Does that mean that everything that happens in our life, every single decision we've made was designed from us from the moment of birth? Yeah, I believe destiny does give us a reason to go on though. Like it gives us motivation that our lives matter beyond the basic life steps. However, I agree in that it begs the question, how much control does destiny have over our lives? I think destiny can be viewed along a continuum. Do you agree? Like mm-hmm. there's many ways to look at it, but look, let's look through it through the lens of like an active or passive driver. Okay, so... I'm guessing on one end, you know, the active driver and the other, we have the passive driver. And to be honest, I don't necessarily see one as right and the other wrong. um, But I believe that both of them have um, their positives and negatives. Yeah. So um, first of all, like, let's kind of tell you guys what we think active and passive drivers are. So I see the active driver viewing destiny as like water, like something that can be molded and changed. And a passive driver viewing destiny as like a fixed location that we will be led to. So for an active driver, I guess they perceive, um, they perceive destiny as when you put in a destination on Google Maps. The location is their destiny of that trip, but they can change the destination. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that same analogy can also be used on like passive drivers because let's say like they're given a map with an end destination and they follow down the route they are given and they, they might pass many things along the way. Like let's say there's a car crash on the other side of the road or a tree in the road, but they just continue to go down that route because they will know it will lead them to their destiny. Because their destiny is more of like a fixed location yeah. rather than something that can be sculpted like the active driver exactly. would think. Yeah. So therefore, a passive driver has complete reliance on their destiny and view it as a hidden power or something they are meant to do and cannot be changed, where active drivers believe they are given like gifts or talents that like align them on a path. However, it is up to them to be able to reach a successful destination and how far they can like take it. Right. So it's kind of, it's more the responsibility for the active driver to lead themselves to the destination or to their destiny. Whereas I guess passive is more, they'll be led to that fixed destination. Yeah. And like passive is like, let's say you're born and you have a talent, like, let's say like, I like to dance or like talent for dance. And so I am given this talent and what I do with it and how far I take it depend is like depending on on yourself and how hard you work so would you say that's more of an active yeah more of an active driver driver. yeah Yeah. um so let's now look at the positives and negatives of each um to us an active driver would work hard to reach their destination i guess they have a proactive approach to their destiny external influences like friendships events thoughts actions are factors which may change their destination you know i guess like little bumps in the road or little setbacks but they respond as I said proactively and move the flow of destiny to its new location yeah and I guess a negative to that is they could have a sense of worth derived from their level of success 
So being so driven to successfully sculpt their destiny that if they don't, they could feel worthless. Mm, I, I see that. So now if we look at passive drivers, at first when I think of it, my own biases lead me to the negatives, you know, <clears throat> that you become too reliant on those external forces that you allow the works of, you know, higher powers of destiny to lead you yeah. to your destination, that everything that happens was meant to happen. So you wait for things to happen to you in the name of destiny. Um, but you know what? Trusting that there is a greater meaning, a greater a purpose behind everything yeah. allows you to enjoy the liminal spaces of life. And I guess it provides comfort in, in situations where we can't explain why bad things happen or when a huge door closes and we are left locked out in the cold. I think the passive approach can therefore allow a beautiful sense of spontaneity and a feeling of just letting go and trusting, realizing that we can't necessarily control everything. Yeah, I agree. And like I personally can get really caught up in my own thoughts and the little details. I feel like everyone yeah. can, you know, like for example, um, you know, like for my media production, a little shameless promo, <laughs> on the day of filming, a few things like went wrong. Like my gimbal, for example, was being just a pain and wasn't what, working What is me. a gimbal? A gimbal. Oh, it's just like a camera <clears throat> technology that like steadies the camera. Okay. You know? Cool, cool. cool. Um, and I had an extra cast member, which I just didn't plan for. And I was a bit like, okay, what we're going to do here? <laughs> and, you know, I will contribute to this shameless promo because I actually featured in the project. I wasn't. I wasn't the main star, but arguably the critic. No, no, the critics have said that I was the second best star in that oh, performance. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, anyways, <laughs> back back on track. Um, <clears throat> I could tell you were stressed because you know your camera thing wasn't working and you had different cast members that you weren't yep. expecting. Um, but I guess you still stayed calm and took it in your stride, and you worked with what was happening. And to be honest, I reckon my reaction was a mix of both active and passive you could say I didn't really reach the destination I wanted you know for my gimbal to work and have to have the right number of cast members that mm -hmm. I put in my folio but I guess you could say that I planned heaps for it which is more of an active driver approach mm -hmm. but had to let go in that moment and trust that I'd still get the shots I needed which I guess is, is more passive, passive driver. yeah and not to really say that my music video was my <laughs> destiny, um, but, to, but, you know, it just help, gives us an example of, like, how to apply both mm. of them. And to me, that really shows how destiny is on a continuum, yeah. which is neither good or bad. And we have to know when to lead our lives and when to let destiny lead us. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, just as we can find comfort in choosing our destiny we can find equal comfort in letting our destiny choose us you know sometimes we have to know when to be the active or the passive driver such a way with words eh? thank, thank you <laughs> but yeah we need to know when to focus on the exact details of daily living or when to consider the bigger picture and let go 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 Hey guys, and welcome back to Keeping It Grill. Today, Emma and I are very lucky to be able to talk about some conspiracy theories for you guys to be a bit more lighthearted, but also to talk about like the different kind of ideas and what people think around like certain times at the moment. With the explore so, theme, just going into yeah. exploring and experiencing new ideas and new things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we thought we'd start up a bit lighthearted. Um, with the idea that 
The Simpsons, the TV show, I'm not sure how many people would know about it, but I presume quite a few, um, have actually like predicted the future in a way with many things that have happened in the show and then have happened recently and over the past couple of years. So um, one of the things being that they actually predicted that Lady Gaga was going to be on the Super Bowl and they've she actually was in 2012. Um, so five years later after they predicted it. So it's really interesting to look back at the show and even like the events that have happened over the past couple of weeks and months with this whole coronavirus thing. But even just in general with um, things that have happened over the past couple of years, it's really interesting to see how, how random it is that they've actually be, been able to predict what's happened. So like there's been so many other things, like they predicted smartwatches and like, the autocorrect on your phone, like yeah. when that happens, like they predicted that as well. Yeah. And Trump's presidency, which I thought was pretty crazy. Yes. Like they, they even got the picture of when he was going down the lift and there was the exact thing of him doing that when he was campaigning to be president. Yep. It's crazy how accurate like it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's not just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be president. It's like the details in it oh, are it's the quite extra- Yeah, it's quite like almost scary when you think about yeah. it. Like how do they how do they predict like do it. so accurately? Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. Like, it also leads in. Yeah. yeah, you go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it leads into the topic. <laughs> I was going to say it leads into the topic um, of what's happening in our environment right now obviously we've got to be really careful with what we say and how we go about it but there have been so many different um sources that have been released I guess you could say um into the public and it's really interesting to see how people are reacting and how people are um almost following what is Mm. being said what they think should be necessarily right Mm, how easily people's minds can be uh, turned even. Yeah. Yeah. For example, with the Donald Trump and the drinking bleach to kill coronavirus, <laughs> you wouldn't think that the president of a quarter of a billion people country would tell people to drink bleach. And I no. think this is like the hottest conspiracy of the summer almost. Uh, summer for them, not for us. Freezing yeah, yeah. But... Um, yeah, people, he seriously told people to drink bleach as a cure. And I don't really knew, I don't really know what was going in his head when this was all coming out. And I don't know if he cleared it with his uh, press secretary or anything beforehand, but people yeah. are still drinking the bleach, Anna. That's, look, it's not the smartest thing to do, I will say that. But it just proves how, like, easily people are persuaded. Like, I know that I wouldn't do anything that specific. I would not. Not that I've Drink been. bleach. <laughs> yeah. How, how do I put it nicely? I, would, I was trying to figure out how to say that a bit yeah. better. Um, but no, like it's just, yeah, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's really interesting to see how people think. Like, and how people can be swayed. Yeah, and it really puts things into perspective, like when you think about it, like, yeah. How minute details, like, or even things like if we go back in back in time a bit, mm-hmm. and like the um, first steps on the moon, like, yeah, all of that, like, did it actually happen? Did it not happen? And then like Only the small we- details of like yeah. 
reports being released and like certain statements like yeah. it's kind of a bit um it's very opinionated so it's yeah. hard to tell what is true and what isn't true and that's obviously the whole with every single conspiracy theory when you think about it it's also crazy to see how far people's imaginations can go which we need a little bit of an imagination right now considering the fact we can't do anything and we need something some ideas to get us thinking but yeah it's really crazy how people can just think things and just go along with the whole idea and really stick and then it comes back to believing what you want to believe and everyone's allowed to believe what they want to believe but it's just crazy how, like, conspiracy theories, like the, the Simpsons, it's crazy that that stuff actually comes true and it's not just people, like, messing around. Like, it's real. It's really Yeah, crazy. exactly. And it also comes down to, like, the certain platforms that we're getting this information off. So, like, yeah. social, social media is, like, a major influencer. And I know, like, for us being young girls, like, we're – I can't really speak for everyone, but, like, I'm always on it. Like, so you get influenced so easily by what people say, what you see. Like, Facebook in particular is, like, so since it being such a huge platform and so many people on it. Yeah. There's so many ways to be influenced. Mm. It makes for some good conversations and good ideas and good things. Yeah, exactly. It can also make for some bad things. But we tend to focus on the good things and not the bad things. Yes, obviously. Good. Try and stay positive there. All right. Well, we have been keeping it grill. And uh, everybody, have a nice quarantine. Two more Hope weeks to down. And we'll be good. Stay we will be fabulous. Everybody. Stay fabulous. We're all in it together. Stay fabulous. I think we should just end it on that. Stay fabulous. Stay fabulous. <laughs>
come true when I got there and then got to school. Mm -hmm. um, but if you ask me for my favorite place to explore, it's probably Japan because mm -hmm. it has a long and complex history. Yeah. Um, you've got different regions with their own culture. And there's always something new to discover over there. So even though, you know, I've spent 11 years there, every time I go back, we always visit a new region and there's always new, something new to explore. Yeah. So in what ways have you found that languages help you explore the world? Well, they, they've been essential. Um, it's knowing a language is like an entry pass to the country, you know, with formalities and getting a visa, uh, finding a job, etc. You need the language, first of all. Yeah. But while it allows you to, to enter the country formally, it also allows you to, to know more and explore the, the country even more, more in depth, you know. You don't just stay at the surface, you're, you're at the surface, but you actually go in depth with the people, with the customs, mm. um, and you, you, you explore things that are not necessarily obvious, you know. Mm -hmm. And you 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 move away from from stereotypes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You yeah. become more aware of nuances. Uh, you learn how to navigate in gray zones, you know, and you you get to yeah, know yeah. that things are not just black and white, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You really immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, the more language you know, the more uh, the more you understand those nuances, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how did you adapt to the different cultures and how has this enriched your life? Well, I don't know if I've, I've ever completely adapted to the cultures because, you know, that there's always moments where you feel that you don't really belong, yeah. uh, whether, whether it's in Japan, in, in the US or in Australia. Um, it's like you always, you always live between two cultures, two or more cultures. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm in Australia now, but... I have a foot in Japan, I have a foot in, in France, you know, I'm, I'm connected to all those places. Mm. So, yes, I adapt by speaking the language, I, I work here, I interact with people, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm not completely away from the places I've, 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 I've been to mm. before, you know what I mean? I still have a connection to yeah. those places. So um, just quickly, in those times um, that you said, you know, you didn't feel like you belonged, can you think of an example of one of those times? Yeah, like, for example, um, it's obvious that I'm not Japanese, you know, the way I look. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter how, how, how hard I try over there um, or how well I can speak the language, um, I'm always seen as a foreigner, you know, yeah. as someone who does not necessarily know all the customs or, or all the intricacies of the language, you know, mm. and, and that's something I have to accept, you know, I'm not, I don't know everything and, and with the way I look, um, people are, are always going to assume that um, I'm not fully part of, of uh, even though I've, I've integrated Japanese yeah. parts of, of the culture mm -hmm. in my identity, I'm not fully Japanese. I, I will never be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But it's, it's um, you know, exploring other places is, is diff definitely an enrichment, mm. um, especially when you work in a place or when you have children yeah. in a place. Like having children when I was in Japan and, mm. and being a parent with other parents around me, 
really helped me understand the values of of the places you know what they're trying to teach the kids yeah um what it what's what is important to 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 know um as a child you know i felt that i was more integrated and i felt enriched by that you know being a parent that was big do you think that um culture impacts like how um parents bring up their children yes for sure um it's interesting you asked that question because when i was in japan my kids were were raised in two languages, in two cultures. So we were speaking French at home Mm. and Japanese was the outside language. And I was always wondering at what point will they know that they are Japanese? At what point will they realize that they are bilingual or bicultural? Mm -hmm. So, you know, at at what point do you, Laura and and Adrienne, or did you realize that that you were Australian? Yeah. You know what I mean, or what makes you think that you are Australian? It's it's difficult to define, you know. Mm. And and teaching a culture goes through a lot. Like, um, you know, it goes through what schools you attend or or, or what songs uh, your 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 parents sang to you when you were a kid. Yeah. Mm. Or or the the things that that people tell you. You know, what is right, what is wrong, mm. uh, what's polite, what's not polite. There's so much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What were some of the challenges that you faced when moving to a new country or exploring a new culture? Well, um, you know, you, you can't avoid uh, missteps, you know. You, you, you think you know what to do and what to say, but often you just make mistakes, you know. Yeah. For example, with jokes or yeah. mm-hmm. um, you don't know how to, what's the best uh, way to interact with people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I know I'm, I'm speaking very vaguely here, but... Kind of like the language barriers and stuff. Especially if you're, if you're not really confident with the language, yeah. Yeah, for sure. definitely. You know, I'm lucky that, that English is, is okay for me, so I yeah. I don't, I hope I'm not, you know, creating yeah. <laughs> many missteps with people around me, but... Yeah. Um, but, but stereotypes, I think, is the, the main thing, is, is the main challenge. Mm. Um that you going to a place, you might have stereotypes of the place and the people that you visit. Mm-hmm. You have misconceptions about them and vice versa. Being a stranger, being a foreigner, they might have a stereotype about you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. again, when I worked in Japan, I was working in a, in a school that was quite remote, you know, away from Tokyo. And for many people around there, uh, I was the face of France, you know, I was just yeah. the only yeah. French person they had ever met. And whatever mm. I did, whatever I said, mm. was what a French person would do. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's not, you know, they didn't consider, you know, um, the fact that I had spent time in America or, yeah. Yeah. or my personal values or my family values or my regional values. Yeah. So it's it's important to to realize that one's identity and culture mm. is made of so many different layers. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. Otherwise definitely. you face stereotypes constantly. Yeah. What's some advice you'd give to for people to overcome these stereotypes? Well, it's it's being conscious that um, your personal beliefs and values um, are very culturally biased most of the time yeah. mm. you know if you go to a school in one country 
Uh, it's likely that the things that are taught to you are culturally biased, and it's hard to to, to, yeah. to get away from that, you know. Yeah. And and the same way, when you go to a place, you know, your your experience will be different depending on where you are. People, where you are, yeah, what you do, yeah. uh, the people you meet, you know, it it can vary from one person to a person. Mm. So it's important that what you do at that point in time, who you meet and 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 um, um, where you go mm-hmm. um, will greatly vary it's all it's it's full of variables yeah, you know? yeah true, it's not true. never a, a full representation of that mm-hmm. country yeah 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 it's to be aware of that mm-hmm. so what have you learned about yourself from your explorations so I think it it's it, it goes with what I've just told you it, it's that I've learned that my identity or my culture is now made of, of so many different layers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've, you know, I, I don't know if my, my identity is set, but yeah. you, you, eventually you realize that your, your identity is very flexible or it's very, mm-hmm. it has different colors. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, that's you know, an important thing to, to remember because sometimes people just, you know, categorize someone as being from the one culture when really like they can be, um, you know, it can be a mix of so many different things and, yeah. and variables. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Like even your, you know, I see you, uh, you are, you know, Australian girls, mm. but your culture at Siena will be different from a culture of someone else going to a different school yeah, or, or, you know, maybe the, uh, I, like the region you're from might be different from, um, or the culture of your region might be different from the culture of another other, other region. Or you know, yeah. there are so many yeah. different things that change. So I've taken, I've, I think I've taken uh, uh, elements from from different places. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm usually very positive, yeah. and I think that that that's something that I took from from staying in America. You know, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time, I don't. I don't always appreciate confronting my ideas with others yeah. and, and you know, arguing with others. Yeah. And that I think comes from, from living in Japan where there's an appreciation of silence and harmony, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How do you think the world could benefit from embracing the spirit of exploration? Well, before I talk about the whole world, I don't know, you know, that's very <laughs> broad. broad. Yeah. If I, you know, if I think about people your age, um, you have opportunities around the world. Like it, you're not just stuck in Australia that you can create your own academic, uh, professional, cultural journey mm. uh, wherever, you know, like you're not stuck here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the same time, um, exploring the world means that you, you get to realize that some parts of the world are not as privileged as others. You know, like uh, Adrienne, you've been to uh, South Africa. Yeah. That that um that made you realize certain things. Yeah, definitely, just completely different to to our life in Australia. Yeah. Mm. And um, it's important to explore for people to to see differences through their own eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. See the var- variety of cultures. 
not just through the lens of someone else, like media, for example, or films or, yes. or stereotypes, you know, yes. but, but create your own perception of cultures around you. Yes. Because, you know, the, the, the perception of the other or yourself is often too simplified, you know, or just uh, distorted. And um, exploring the world makes you realize that cultures are complex. Yeah. They are ever changing and they're never fixed, you know. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting that you bring up the media. Do you think that the media kind of um, can skew one's perception on a certain culture or um, create some type of bias? Of course, yeah, of course, you know. Because it's it's easier to understand when you oversimplify things, you know. Yeah. You have examples of, of simplification through the media all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything now, but... Off the top of your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, and also going off seeing things through your own lens or your own eyes. We can get kind of stuck in Australia and you're just keeping yeah. things close to home. So, yeah, yeah I... Definitely agree. It's important to go out and try and look at things for yourself and, yeah, yeah grow from that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. If you could give advice to someone wanting to explore a new country, what would it be? Well, it will be different things. Um, first of all, you have to be ready to question and reconsider your own values. Mm-hmm. Become self-aware, you know. Uh, know about your cultural biases and be ready to um, reevaluate, rethink what you've been taught so far. Yeah. That's one thing. Also, if you want to explore a place, um, consider the length of your stay, mm-hmm. uh, where you will stay, and how you will engage with the communities there. Yeah. Because that's going to make a huge difference in, um, in, your, in your exploration, in your experience as a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, working in a school now in Australia definitely makes my experience different because mm. I'm surrounded by Australian kids. I'm surrounded by, by staff of different cultures um, and I'm not in contact with the French community at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that makes my, my experience unique. As another piece of advice would be for you to think about, um, yeah, like I say, the connection. Mm. Um, that if you are connected to communities, like think of going to a, diff- to a different country and, and playing a sport there or being part of a club or being part of a, uh, um, I don't know, like a, a learning group or yeah. a, a band or something like that. That's going yeah. to make a huge difference. Mm. You, know, you don't just live in isolation with your own stereotypes away from the country, but you actually immerse yourself in it. Um, that's super important. Mm. So stay, you have to stay open-minded. Mm. Um, and there's another thing I wanted to say, but if you, if you travel at a young age right now, when you're, you're ready to, to be open to different cultures and ready to explore a place, yeah. um, think about the experience or what kind of experience you can have if you are not commun- um, connected to your community back home. Okay. You know like yeah. some people, I see. Um, I, like for example, I traveled to the to San Francisco uh, three years ago, mm. and with a group of of teenagers, and and teenagers were on their phone constantly, you know, yeah. sending photos to their friends and and staying in touch with their friends in Australia, 
And I kept telling them, just just stay away from your phone and enjoy the moment. Yeah. You don't have to be connected with them 24-7. Just so enjoy true. your time. Yeah. You know? mm. um, because it's um, it's never going to happen again. So you better enjoy the moment. You yeah, know? while you're there. And, and the last thing would be to, to constantly be ready to say thank you a lot, appreciate mm -hmm. the hospitality of people, mm -hmm. and yeah. say sorry yeah. <laughs> a lot because you, you, you might, you know, make um, missteps or say things that are inappropriate or, you know, you might not be aware of the, the do's and don'ts. Okay. So say sorry and say thank you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Good. That's some really good advice. Thank you for, for sharing that. Thank you. Uh, well, I think that's us done. So thank you for joining us today and talking about how you've explored the world and your experiences with different cultures. It's been great um, hearing your perspective and, yeah, just getting to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.